Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. We want to thank Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Please go to their website, www.violetdefense.com. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, we have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check their products out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, the FIAAA has a Wall of Fame uh, video board for our Hall of Fame, and it is truly a, a great way to display our organization's history. So please check these folks out. Uh, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Please check them out. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then call them at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Uh, athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your program from good to great. We also want to take a moment and thank Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones, and Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing 
for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we got some really cool things going on today. We're going back to my home state of Oregon. Uh, we're also visiting with one of my uh, dear friends, uh, Vicki Nelms. Uh, Vicki and I met uh, many years ago when we both came on to the National Certification Committee. But uh, Vicki is a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the assistant principal and the athletic director at a brand new startup high school in Oregon, uh, Adrian C. Nelson High School. Uh, in the uh, neighborhood of Happy Valley, Oregon. We're going to hear a little bit about that, but uh, Vicki, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jake, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be a part of this as I have listened to many of the other podcasts that you've put on, so thank you. Oh, well, gosh, that's a, a high honor indeed, and uh, again, we're, we're glad to get you on. Uh, I know it's, you know, crazy, you know, starting up a brand new high school to start up of a year is busy anyway, but uh, we're, we're going to talk about that. But um, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe that long and winding road that uh, has brought you uh, to my home state, uh, Oregon. Sure. Um, so I was born in Arkansas, but uh, I was raised uh, in a small community right outside of St. Louis called Pacific High School. Um, and uh, so I graduated from high school there. I did my undergraduate work. Well, I should say that I have a little bit of a history here on what I did, but I started at Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, which is where I was born. Um, I went to school there for my first three years. Um, during the time I was in high school, I worked at, um, Six Flags Over Mid-America as a summer job. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated from high school, four days after I graduated, Six Flags had bought, um, Astroworld Amusement Park in Houston, Texas. And I was offered a summer job down there. So four days after I graduated high school, I went to Houston um, worked at Astroworld Amusement Park. I was a food service supervisor um, and then went back, to, then started college. Well, in 1980, so that I'm aging myself here, but 1980, um, I went to Houston back to Astroworld to work full time, but I promised my parents I would continue going to school. So I went to the University of Houston two days a week, taking 12 hours and still working about 60 to 80 hours a week at Astroworld. And then it was taking me longer to graduate it than I wanted to. So I went back to Arkansas State to finish my degree in 19, um, in December of 1980. Um, started my first teaching coaching job um, the day after um, New Year's of that year um, in a small town in Missouri uh, in the Boot Hill. Um, was there a couple years and then moved to Texas um, to coach in West uh, to coach in a small town and and Texas called Chillicothe oh, yeah. from Chillicothe Texas I ended up going to Snyder Texas um, from Snyder Texas I went to Cape Coral Florida and taught at Mariner High School and coached there from Mariner I moved to back to Fort Worth Texas 
and was a college coach at Texas Wesleyan University. Not very successful, but I was a coach there for five years. From there, I went to another teaching job in the down near the coast of Texas called Vanderbilt High School and, or Industrial High School in Vanderbilt. And then um, I moved from Vanderbilt to a site unseen um, as a athletic director assistant principal at Los Alamos, New Mexico. And from Los Alamos, New Mexico, then to the state of Oregon where I am now. Um, so my travels have taken me different places. Within that time when I was in Chillicothe, I got my master's degree from Texas Women's University in Denton, Texas. So uh, a few little places along the way with a little bit of food service industry in me. I worked seven years for the Six Flags Corporation, um, which I truly enjoyed. And Astroworld Amusement Park is no longer in Houston, which is a shame, but uh, I know Six Flags Over Mid-America just celebrated their 50th reunion um, this past September. So uh, my whole family had jobs at uh, Six Flags at one time or another. You know, I, I always love hearing the stories. And again, I've never made at the commonalities. Um, you know, I, you know, I coached in Missouri for a couple of years. We took our uh, college track teams to uh, uh, the uh, the great uh, Six Flags uh, program there. Um, I didn't know you were down in Florida. You know, Mariner High School is just down the road from me right now. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, the whole Houston thing. Um, I graduated from college in 80 and ended up in Houston in their grad program and also scruffed around trying to make the Houston Oilers. I like to say history and um, uh, or uh, lack of uh, talent and uh, injuries kept me out of uh, the NFL. Uh, and then, you know, we've already established, I was born and raised in Oregon, uh, but was long gone, you know, by the time you're there. So very cool stuff. Um, let's jump into your current position right now. Uh, as we mentioned, you know, you are the athletic director, um, having gone from, for our listeners, uh, Clackamas, uh, Milwaukee, Oregon City, our uh, communities outside of Portland, and uh, Vicki was the athletic director at Clackamas High School uh, and now is the athletic director at a brand new startup high school that's about two miles down the road and uh, they become, uh, you know, rivals. So tell us a little bit about that, uh, you know, getting the job and starting things up. And this fall, you know, you're in your, your first year, uh, you know, tell us how it's going. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Um, so it's going well. It's been a process. Um, I knew about um, a year ago, year and a half ago from that I was going to get the job. Um, they had started talking to me about taking it. And I, I said, as long as I don't have to interview and, and uh, go through that process. And um, I wanted to meet with the principal to make sure I thought it was going to be a good fit um, because I'm getting close to retirement and I didn't want them to I didn't, I wanted to make sure I laid out all the cards on the table for him and meeting with the principal, Mr. Harris, Greg Harris, um, really helped solidify, um, the fact that I wanted to come. I, I, I have never opened a school when I went to Mariner, it was in their second year of existence there. So as a teacher and coach, I had been at a school that was only in its second year, but coming to a brand new high school, you don't even think about all the things that you're going to be tasked with, right? Um, I know Jake, you shared too, you've done some of this, but 
you know, I said in an hour and a half meeting about what kind of trash cans do we want and where do we want to put them, right? The farthest thing from my mind, right? So I finally told my head custodian, you take this meeting. I, I've got other things I need to do, but trying to choose uniforms that you think kids will like, right? Because you have no coaches hired. Um, making sure every piece of equipment is ordered that you need. Um, going through all of those lists and then the hiring process. So last January, I started the process with the principal. The principal and I were the only two people that had started. He had started back uh, last September, but I came on board in January. And so we started the hiring process. So um, between, I, I did over 150 interviews. He did over 150 interviews. So between the two of us, we did over 300 interviews to bring our staff, both the coaching staff and our teaching staff on board. Part of our staff was brought over from Clackamas. So some of the coaches, we could, the, co the teachers at Clack had to make their choice before they knew where I was going so that nothing, uh, so they weren't influenced one way or the other. Um, but some of the coaches that were non-staff members decided to come over um, and then we interviewed for all the other positions. But uh, a lot of work goes into opening up a new school. I mean, you know, fight song, you know, what's your fight song? Uh, you know, what colors are you going to be? What's your mascot's going to be? Um, doing all of those type of things to get ready and to get things going um, is a big process and getting things done like our first game in the gym, I forgot the flag. So I had to go find a flag because the flag's not on the wall yet, right? So um, things you don't, you just try to make better the next time as you go through some of these things. So uh, tremendous amount of work in opening a new school, but uh, I know it's been a really great decision to do it. And I'm thankful that um, I listened to people. I was in a cohort with the NIAAA and, and that was a question I posed to them in the cohort is, hey, what are your thoughts about this? Would this be something you would do? And you know, what, can, what advice could you give me? So that, I think that was helpful as well. But um, yes, if anybody wants to open a new school, I would say go for it, but be ready for some tedious meetings, sitting in construction meetings and uh, things like that, that you don't realize we, that you need, like we had a fire drill the other day. Well, there's no uh, sound to tell you that you can see the lights flashing, but the there's no sound for announcements or anything like that. So, you know, little things that you discover along the way. Yeah, you're right. The list is just endless. And uh, you just say, well, I guess we're going to add that to the list of, you know, things we've got to do. Um, you know, you did mention uh, before you came on the air that uh, you, you have obviously with the new school, you have limited seniors, if any. Uh, so you have some young teams, but you've already had a big win. Uh, tell our listeners about that. Yes, we Clackamas, the kids at Clackamas as juniors had the choice. They could stay or come. So we have 75 seniors in our in our school this year. Um, and we're a six day school, which is the largest school uh, size here in Oregon even though we're only at about 1,200 students this year. Next year, we'll be up to about 1,600. Um, so our volleyball team was the first team to get the first win for Nelson High School. And then last night, we played our cross-town rivals at, here at Nelson. 
And uh, we won in four sets against Clackamas High School. And it was the most fans that I have ever seen at a volleyball game. Um, even the seven years prior at Clackamas till this year at Nelson, it was a tremendous uh, rivalry. The kids from both schools were awesome. The parents were awesome. It was just a really, really good match. We lost the first set and then won the next three. So a lot of fun for our kids and our families. They were pretty psyched last night after the game. Oh, I can just imagine the, uh, the atmosphere. That must have been great. For our listeners, we are visiting with a uh, good friend, Vicki Nelms, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the AD at the brand new Adrian C. Nelson High School in Happy Valley, Oregon. We're going to come back with some more, but uh, right now let's take a break and hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast and go to their website at www.violetdefense.com for more information. We're back visiting with Vicki Nelms, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the AD at Adrian C. Nelson High School in Oregon. Uh, Vicki, you and I have known each other for a long time, um, and you know, I, I think it's safe to say you know we've uh, you know climbed that ladder. But uh, I think it's important to share, particularly with our younger listeners, uh, the people that helped us get there. So I'm going to ask you, who were some of the mentors that you have had that have helped get you where you're at today? You know, maybe family members or people you've worked with or worked for. Can you share a little bit with us? Sure. Um... So, you know, I'd have to say my parents first and foremost, uh, you know, my dad was a teacher and coach and had been an athletic director as well. And both the state of Arkansas and Missouri, um, you know, he instilled both of my parents instilled about hard work and doing your best. That's I, they were, you know, that was something they instilled in all of my siblings. I have two sisters and a brother and, um, that was something we always knew about both of them that they they love the A's right they always wanted us to have the A's and do well in sports but they really wanted us to just work hard and and do what we could there so both of my parents I had a college coach um, Kay Wadil, um, who was instrumental in helping me um, grow as a as a player and as an athlete but also just as a human being. Um, she just recently retired. She was a college professor after she left Arkansas State. She went to Eastern Michigan and was there as a, as a, as a professor there. Um, I would have to say too, uh, I had a babysitter growing up uh, uh, that she probably doesn't even know it, but her name's Linda Wells, who was a college softball coach at the University of um, Minnesota and also at Arizona State. But just instilling about watching her as an athlete back in the 60s and 70s. And 
I was kind of fortunate enough that in state of Missouri, we, we did have women's sports, our high school sports for girls at that time. Um, and she was a tremendous athlete there and, and watching her. And then from the, my days at Six Flags and Astroworld, uh, Russell Melton, who was our food service director, um, it taught us a lot about teamwork. Um, in a different setting than what I'd ever grown up in, you know, besides athletics, but how important it was at, at doing that. You know, and I've had a lot of principles through my career. I think I'm starting my 42nd year overall. So there's been a lot of principles in my, my path as well. A lot of other coaches. Um, Timmy Maloney, who's uh, there in the Cape Coral area as, as a coach still. Um, he and I shared a lot of good times together when we were both at Mariner. Um, building our programs there, um, just relying on him for different things. You know, so those are some of the uh, people that have done a lot and, you know, in that part of my world, but then there's a lot through the NIAAA world as well. Um, you know, probably the one that started me on to getting onto committees was the late Lawrence Johnson from New Mexico uh, when I was there. But you know, and Sherry Stice on our certification committee and, you know, just the people off our certification committee, Jake, when we were there, um, how many of those I've reached out to and have been a part with, um, you know, Lisa Langston was on our committee then too. And I knew Lisa from Fort Worth, um, but having those people that you can surround yourself with, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough, I think it was the 2014 strategic plan um, that I was a part of. And, um, you know, uh, the people that were a part of that, Rich Burton was a part of that. Uh, you know, uh, it's just amazing the people that you can meet that help you grow as a person and that you can rely on. And then the cohort that I just spent time on. That was probably the best professional development that I've ever had as an athletic director is, is that cohort and um, just having time with other ADs across the, across the US and even the world uh, that are a part of. And, and now, you know, I'm serving um, on the diversity committee that we, it's not a true, it's a subcommittee right now, but being a part of that too. And, I think that's the big part, trying to find your mentors and the people that have been a part, um, you know, but, uh, you know, but my parents and, and my college coach, Kay Deal and Linda Wells and Russell Melton really stand out as part of that. Yeah, I mean, as you're listing off those names of uh, ADs, uh, and particularly those NIAAA people, you know, uh, it just, I, I'm just you know, getting goosebumps because, you know, you know that, you know, I know those same people and, uh, you know, I'm teach with Rich Barton on the brand new parenting course uh, this last year at the National Virtual Conference. I had a chance to connect with a number of people on your uh, diversity committee that we ended up having on the podcast. So, you know, absolutely right. And I love that you gave a shout out uh, twice to the cohort experience. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be involved with the very first one, and you're right, it's the single you know, best professional uh, development thing I've ever been a part of. Uh, and we've got some new cohorts that are gonna be starting up this year. And um, you know, one of those is gonna be aimed at middle school athletic directors, a year long uh, deep dive into how to do the very best job at middle school. 
And uh, I hope I'm not, uh, you know, stepping on Daryl's uh, toes, but I I'm going to be a part of that. So uh, I'm excited to be uh, on the other end of the cohort experience. So uh, check that out on the NIAAA website. Boy, we are having a great time. We're visiting with Vicki Nelms, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and my close friend. Uh, she's also the Athletic Director at the brand new Adrian C. Nelson High School in Oregon. We're gonna be back for more, but uh, let's take a break and hear from Sideline Interactive. We also wanna say thank you to Sideline Interactive. Uh, we actually have a Sideline Interactive uh, video scoring table in our gym and it is fantastic. You really need to uh, check these folks out for their products. So, you know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic program these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and find out what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out, you will not be disappointed. We're back with Vicki Nelms. Vicki, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, what's something that, um, you know, maybe an initiative that you created at Clackamas that, you know, when you look back on, you can say, boy, we really did this better than anybody else. Or maybe even a, a new tradition, uh, something new you're trying to start at Nelson. Uh, is there anything you can share with us on a best practice theme? I don't know that I did it better than anybody else, right? But I, I, I begged, borrowed, and stole from other athletic directors across the, the U.S. We started an athletic leadership council at uh, Clackamas, um, and it started small, uh, where we ended up having um, just about 15 kids or so that we started out with, um, and it grew where we had them invite kids. And so when I left, we had a, well, before COVID too, but um, we had about 30 kids, 30 athletes in there and from all different sports, all different grade levels, you know, when you feed them, they come too. So that always helps. Right. Um, but it was, I didn't realize how much that program meant to them till I left. And when I left, I got emails from those kids saying, we enjoyed that more than most things that we did at Clackamas High School. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, you allowed us just to talk and you listened to us. Um, you didn't tell us we were wrong, um, you, but you were, you were willing to talk to us about how to be a better athlete, um, not about X's and O's, but how to be a better leader um, I brought in guest speakers where it wasn't always me, but we also had the kids do some, uh, some presentations and, and to talk about whatever was on their mind. Um, and when I left, they said, who's going to take this over because we don't want to quit doing this. And Hey, are you going to have it at Nelson? I'm coming to Nelson. So 
Um, that's what I'm going to start again at Nelson. And I know our district AD is now making it mandatory for the other high schools in our in our district uh, that they do one as well. And you know, you don't have to be fancy. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just a great place. You know, I give them some rules. We're not going to badmouth the coach. That's not what we're here to do. Um, but we're here to talk about, hey, what are some things that you're doing in your program? What do you want to see the athletic department do? Because I think most athletic directors know that the word among kids is that you care more about football than you do the rest of the sports. Um, I think all of us have heard that. And so how do you, as an athletic director, grow to make sure that you're supporting those other programs and what you're doing? That's one thing that I'm going to do. And another thing I started at CLAC was, um, and I again, I stole this, is I found every out every birth date of my head coaches. And I would send them a birthday card through the mail to wish them a happy birthday. Didn't have to say much, but just, you know, thank you. Um, you know, glad you're with us and hope you have a great day. Um, so I have a calendar set up that uh, four days out, it reminds me I need to make sure I get the card ready to go and put it in the mail. And then I mail those cards to them. And I, I get thank yous all the time for that. So that's kind of nice, right? And then the, the last thing I always try to do at the end of the year is I find a book for, for my coaches to read and I buy them all a book and I, I handwrite thank yous to them and put it inside the book to give them to them. And, and hopefully they read them. If they don't, they don't. But I, I know I get emails back from the coaches saying, hey, they really appreciated it and, and really enjoyed the book. But more the fact that I took the time out to say thank you. And it wasn't an email, but it was a handwritten note. So those are three things that I did at CLAC that I'm going to, or Clackamas that I'm going to bring here as well and um, try to, to make our coaches here feel that same kind of welcome and the same thing with our student athletes and getting them involved with a, uh, at an, you know, a captain's table or an athlete, athletic leadership, whatever you want to call it. I mean, great, great stuff. And again, just underlining the importance of, you know, making those personal connections with the student athletes through the leadership council. And then uh, once again, demonstrating the power of, you know, the written note, um, you know, great, great stuff. Um, it is a master class right here with uh, Vicki Nelm, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. We're going to take another break and hear from Wall of Fame, but uh, we're coming back for more. So stay with us. We also want to thank uh, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, the FIAAA has a Wall of Fame uh, video board for our organization's Hall of Fame, and it's just been a wonderful way to uh, honor our uh, great Hall of Fame ADs and also recognize our department. So I encourage you to reach out to the good folks at Wall Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, 
visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back to our interview with Vicki Nelms, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Vicki, we started these podcasts about uh, 14 months ago, and one of our original questions is still, um, I think, very timely. Um, how can an athletic director uh, do a better job of being socially aware, you know, under that social justice, um, social awareness umbrella? How can we do a better job for our kids, our coaches, our community? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Uh, you know, I never know if it's great advice or not, but, you know, here at our school, Adrian C. Nelson is named after the first uh, African-American uh, Supreme Court justice here in Oregon. Um, she is a community member as well. And I've gotten to get to know her. She's originally from Arkansas. Um, and so that was, uh, and I got to meet her mom. So in her understanding where she came from and some of the fights that she has, has helped. She has spent countless hours already talking with our teachers and staff and our kids about um, being the best person you can be, um, you know, fighting for yourself. But she also said there are kids that don't know how to do that. And so I think when Greg Harris, my principal, um, who's been awesome to work for. One of the things he and I said, what we were going to find teachers and coaches who believed in that mission about helping kids and helping staff members and finding staff and, and coaches uh, that look like all of our kids in our school, which as in many areas, that's hard to do. Um, but it's a big push for us. And at Clackamas, before the COVID shutdown, um, with what was happening, many people have heard that Portland, Oregon has gone through a lot of stuff in the news and the media, um, which is, a, we're a suburb of Portland, but we don't live in the area where a lot of that took place. But our kids wanted to be actively involved in the social justice movement and being a part of that. And so we had talks with our coaches and said, you know, we're gonna allow it. And here's why we're allowing it. And you need to get to know your kids. And so our kids at Clackamas marched to in Happy Valley and many of our coaches and um, kids were there to support each other, which was, I have a picture in my office of, uh, of that, of our kids marching and staff members marching and, you know, my job was to keep our uh, two campuses safe at that time. Um, so I had another gentleman, he and I rode back and forth on the golf cart to make sure that while the kids were marching, nothing was happening. But, you know, we spent a lot of time talking with our coaches about that, you know, when they came out about the national anthem, our district was led in the forefront of, hey, this is going to be okay but we want you to have talks with your kids and make sure they understand what that's like. We had talks in our community. And so I think it's, you know, it's big and, and Jake, you and I have talked about 
this, it's that relationship piece. And so you've got to build those relationships with your kids and, and your community and, and your staff members to make sure they understand what that's like. And, um, you know, with having um, Judge Nelson as a part of our community, um, she has really helped uh, our staff to grow to know her and to understand what she feels like. And, you know, she said, it's all about the kids and the love that you give kids. And um, I think that's really true in our profession. You know, I, I can think back when I first started and how, how much I've changed as we've gone along this way and down this path about not having so many rules, but listening to the kids and what they want and what they need from us. And so, um, you know, I would tell anybody that you can't be afraid of those conversations. You've got to have those conversations. And, uh, and we strive for that. And that was something when my first coaching meeting uh, this summer was, these are things that we've got to talk about in our, in our locker rooms and with each other and make sure we're comfortable with that. What a great, uh, I mean, maybe even once in a lifetime resource that you've got there having Judge Nelson. Uh, so oftentimes it's, you know, it's the name on the school and, and that's it. Okay. But, you know, there's living, breathing, you know, history that's right there and, and working with, you know, you and your staff and your kids. Uh, great, great stuff. Okay. We're going to do this again at the end of the podcast. But, Vicki, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and get a hold of you, pick your brain a little bit, uh, can you give us your email uh, so they can get in touch with you? Sure. It's, uh, it's kind of long, but it's Nelms. So it's N E L M S. V, like in Victor, at NCLAC, so it's nclack.k12.or.us. Okay, that traditional public school uh, yes. uh, email. And I'm going to guess that your information is also on the uh, NIAAA uh, website under the member portal, right? It is, and uh, they can also reach out on our athletic website at... Uh, Adrian C. Nelson, highschoolathletics.com. My information is there as well, um, that they can grab it, uh, that, because we really try to use our athletic website to get information out to people, and, and they can find it there, too. Embracing technology. You know, yes, we are. Uh, we have been visiting with uh, Vicki Nelm, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. We're going to be back and um, hear what her toolbox suggestions are for the athletic surveys by Lifetrack athletic director toolbox in just a moment but first let's hear from uh, athletic surveys we also want to thank athletic surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the athletic director toolbox segment of our podcast athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick easy and affordable way to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and helps to demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then call 1-800-738 6466 or you can email them 
at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We're visiting with Vicki Nelms. Uh, Vicki, this has just been so cool to um, uh, connect with you again. Uh, I know we, uh, we do work together on that new course that I mentioned, but uh, it, it's always fun to catch up. But we're not done yet. Um, right now, um, we're going to put you on the spot again and ask you to uh, share what three tools that you would give to a promising uh, young athletic director. Um, the Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack Toolbox, what are Vicki Nelm's toolbox suggestions gonna be? My first one would be join the NIAAA. Uh, that's number one and your state organization. The amount of wealth that you can get from being a part of those is more than you can ask for. I mean, when you come back, I'm always worried about, oh gosh, I haven't been doing that, you know, kind of thing. But the, the network that you can find, that's incredible, the people that you can meet there and be a part of. So, and becoming a part of getting your certifications and being part of the cohort or other committees would be my first and foremost, for sure. I, I think, to read, read everything you can. I, I love leadership books, but it doesn't always have to be leadership books that you read. But I think that's really important. I love the John Gordon books. They're quick, easy reading. Um, I've read, I like Rod Olson, which not a lot of people know about, but uh, he's got some books that are sim similar to John Gordon's, but a little bit different. Um, and I brought him when I was at Clackamas High School, I brought him in to do a two-day workshop with our coaching staff. And our coaches said it was the, the best workshop they had ever attended. Um, so I like his stuff. But I think reading what you can read is important. Um, there's a group of us ADs here in Oregon that share books and uh, say, hey, this is a great book to connect with or whatever. And so doing that. And then I think the last toolbox, which I'm horrible at, is taking time for yourself. Um, you've got to find a way to walk away in the evening and leave stuff on your desk. It's going to be there the next morning. Um, and that when you can take a vacation, you take a vacation. When you can just completely get away from what you're doing. Uh, I think I'm horrible at that. But if to a new AD, that's something I would make sure that they knew that they've got to be able to mentally take breaks from this job. Otherwise, it will wear on you every day. Oh, you know, words of wisdom from uh, someone that's been doing it for a long time. Uh, and again, uh, I, I told you before we came on, uh, this weekend was the NIAAA's State Coordinator Summit. And you've, you've got some of the best ADs in the country that have been doing it for a long time and what are they doing they're networking they're learning um you know hey what a great idea so uh thanks so much for sharing that along with the self-care of course okay <laughs> vicky nelms uh one more time if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, pick your brain what's the best way they can get a hold of you 
uh, by email and it's nelmsv, so N-E-L-M-S-V at NCLAC, so N-C-L-A-C-K dot K-12 dot O-R dot U-S or find our athletic website at Adrian C. Nelson High School Athletics.com and you can find my information there as well. Okay, great, great stuff. Vicki, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast today. Jake, thank you. And thanks to your sponsors as well for doing this. And uh, those of you, I'll give a shout out here. If you haven't gotten his the athletic director's toolbox book, you should do that. I gave it to the uh, athletic director at, that took my place at uh, Clackamas High School. So uh, it's well worth it. But thank you to you and your sponsors and what you're doing to help us ADs continue to grow, Jake. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Vicki. Okay. And we will see you in Denver. Yes, you got it. For our listeners, um, thanks for tuning in today. Remember, the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We really do appreciate you listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. (music) Thank <music> you.